Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. We are continuing to pursue this epic journey of life so that we can live unleashed. We want that passionate life, a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And we are continuing to intentionally shape our lives to pursue that life, experience that life as we travel through the book of Luke and Acts. And uh, so we're on a journey with Luke. Welcome back. It is Monday, and we are ready for Luke chapter 5. That's Luke chapter 5. We're going to dive right in because there's so much good stuff happening here in the fifth chapter of Luke. If there's a theme that I see in this chapter for us to look at, it is the theme of faith. Within this chapter, we have four examples of faith given to us. The first one happens within uh, the context of Jesus calling the first disciples, and we're going to talk about that one in a little bit more depth here in just a moment. The second one happens in verses 12 through 16, where Jesus heals a man with leprosy, and it starts out with the man saying, Lord, if you are willing you can heal me and make me clean. And, and this man demonstrates this, this faith that Jesus can do that. Then you get down to verses 17 uh, through 26, and it says, you know, that, that, that section is where Jesus heals a paralyzed man. His friends bring him and lower him down before Jesus, and it says G- that Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the man, because he saw their faith, And so they demonstrate this faith. And then you have the calling of Levi. Now, it doesn't actually use the word faith here within it, but there is this reaction of faith because Jesus comes and calls Levi. And the response in verse 28 is, so Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Now, it doesn't say he had faith, but that is an act of faith. And so if there is something that really... um, highlights or the thread that I see that goes through chapter 5. It's people's response to Jesus with faith. So let's look back at the calling of the first disciples there at the beginning of chapter 5. Specifically, this is an encounter between Jesus and Simon. And here's what happens. Here's the setup. Jesus comes up. He's on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, All these people are pressing in around him, and because they're listening to him teach, he notices that there's these two empty boats, and uh, they're empty because the fishermen had left the boats to go clean the nets. It's The night of fishing is over. They're tired, and what we find out later is they've caught nothing. It's not been a good fishing trip. They haven't caught anything. They're not going to make any money. Um, it's, It's just been a waste of a night. They're washing their nets. They're putting everything away. Jesus comes up and asks him if he'll put out into the water with Jesus so he can teach from there where he won't be pushed out, um, where he won't be pushed in upon. Now that in and of itself, I mean, imagine for just a moment, Peter is tired. He is exhausted. He's bummed because it's been a bad night and they haven't caught anything. He still has work to do. They're in the process of washing their nets, but they're not done. Okay. 
But anyway, they take everything, put it in the boats, and they put out Jesus teaches. But then when he got done speaking, Jesus says to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. In verse 5, Simon's response is this. Simon Peter says, Master, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. And in parentheses, because it's not actually in the text, I imagine he's also saying, and I've already cleaned up all the nets. I'm tired. I want to go home. Okay? But instead, his response is this. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Now, I want you to hear that act of faith. Peter has every reason to say, forget it. No, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, It's useless. It's worthless. I I, I didn't catch anything last night. I'm not going to catch anything this morning. The fish aren't biting. They're not there. They're whatever he is, you know, experiencing. The issue here is he's tried Peter has tried. He's tried in his own strength. He has tried in all of his own skill. He has he has tried. He has made an attempt. He wasn't just sitting on his, uh, just sitting around all, all night doing nothing. It says they were fishing and caught nothing. But Jesus says, try again. Now, how does that apply to our life? Well, we're looking at faith here in this chapter. We're looking at how all these people responded to Jesus in faith. You know, the leper comes and says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me well. You can heal me. You can cleanse me. That's faith. When the friends lower the paralytic down before Jesus, it says that Jesus, seeing their faith, responds because they had faith. Levi takes a step of faith when he leaves his his tax-collecting booth to follow Jesus. So there's all these responses of faith. Peter responds in faith, even though he notes he has reasons to not react in faith. He has good reasons to say, no, forget it. I'm not going to do it. We've been talking throughout Luke so far. We've been noticing how when we have focused our life on Jesus and we receive his Holy Spirit to work in us, we that, that the Holy Spirit guides and, and directs, you know, we gain that clarity of where we're going, what we're doing, and we respond to the movement of the Holy Spirit, and that's what Peter's doing here. He is responding to Jesus, who's right there, who's saying, try again. And so my question for you is, where in your life is Jesus telling you, try again? You say, well, Lord, I've tried to do what you said. I, I tried to reestablish relationship with that person whom our relationship is broken, and, you know, it's in their court now. But Jesus says, no, try again. You know, I've, I've tried to be a, a kinder person. I've tried to not let my temper and anger get away with me. Uh, I've tried to not um, be distracted by uh, money or power or success. I've tried, I've tried, but Jesus says, try again. You say, Lord, I've, I've tried to break that habit. I've tried to get that sin out of my life, but it just always comes back around. And Jesus says, no, try again. You see, here is the difference in the equation. I think a lot of times when we say we've tried, we have, but we tried in our own power. We tried in our own strength. We tried in the way that we wanted to do it. 
And oftentimes, maybe that means we took shortcuts. We didn't really do what Scripture tells us to do, but we kind of made a semi-effort. We kind of made an effort on our own, um, using our our own logic, our, uh, our our own strength, our our own way of going about it, our own agenda. But Jesus says, "No, try again. Try with me. Try with my Holy Spirit. Try this again." Now notice, what was the difference in this time when Simon let down the nets than in the night? The difference was Jesus. You see, when he was out at night, he was in the boat without Jesus. He was trying in his own strength. He was trying in his own power. But when he went out again, Jesus was with him. And he didn't catch those fish because he was a master fisherman. He caught those fish because the master fisherman was with him. And that is the difference in everything. So as you're committing your life to journey here with Luke and to learn more about Jesus, and as you're submitting your life to the Holy Spirit, as you're gaining clarity in where God is leading you and how to live your life, as you're spending time praying and worshiping and weaving God's Word into your life, you can step back into those things where maybe in your past you've been defeated. Maybe in your past you failed. Maybe in your past your efforts have not been enough. But listen to Jesus's whisper. Try again, but try with me. Try with me and then have faith. Have faith that Jesus can make it different. Have faith that God can transform and change things. Because what the enemy wants you to do is the enemy wants you to feel defeated. The enemy doesn't want you trying again because the enemy knows what Jesus and the Holy Spirit is capable of. And the last thing he wants is for you to tap into that and try again. But I'm here to invite you as you travel through on this journey to submit your life to Christ, follow his ways, do what he says to do. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Try again, not in your power, not in your strength, not in who you are, but in who Jesus is. Because Peter was not, did not catch those fish that morning because he was a master fisherman. Jesus caught those fish because the master fisherman was with him. And that master fisherman is with you. And he is whispering to you, try again but try in my strength and then see what I can do. Hey, as you do that, you are going to be living unleashed. I am so excited about this journey together. I am so excited as Jesus transforms each and every one of us, draws us deeper into relationship, empowers us with his spirit, because then you and I will be living Unleash. This is Jeremy. I hope you have a marvelous day, a marvelous start to your week, and I will catch you tomorrow as we look at Luke chapter 6.